Testing. Testing. Okay. I'm going to go. We're going to do this. Got this. I was made to do this. Hi, guys, and welcome back to another episode of HGTV Obsessed, the weekly podcast where we dive into all things HGTV. I'm Kat Stickler, and when I'm not watching HGTV, my husband Mike and I make funny videos on TikTok about marriage, parenting, and life. was way, way, way too long. Um, FYI, Mike will not be joining us today. He has a man cold or something. So it's just me today. But it honestly worked out super well because I basically had boss lady happy hour with our guest, Allison Victoria. She is the host of Windy City Rehab and a contestant on Rock the Block again this season. We had such an amazing chat. I cannot wait for you guys to experience more of her. She's like the best friend I never knew I needed. So without further ado, here is Allison Victoria. Let's go. Allison Victoria, welcome to the podcast. We are so, so happy to have you. I literally, I'm just, you're beautiful and the way you're speaking and just your taste and the way you handle the problem. You're just, I just loved everything about you and how you are. And thank you. I love this. This is a good morning. <laughs> I think I like you so much because you remind me of myself and kind of like what I want to be. You're bold personality. You don't hold anything back. You have your opinion and you state it clearly. Have you always been that way or was that something you kind of grew into with time? No, I've always been that way. I've been very small and very outspoken for a very long time. <laughs> I don't think anything's changed. I mean, I got a little taller um, and that's it. I mean, I've always just kind of said what it is I want and, uh, sometimes it's well received and sometimes it's not. But for me, it's like, I just don't like to beat around the bush. What's the point? Uh, but I'm definitely always true to myself and, and kind of how I feel and, and, and what I want, what I want to say or what I want to ask. So yeah, I think I've always been this way. You know, I was reading this book and it said, you, people want to be around people that stand up for themselves because it's so rare and they speak their mind because it's so refreshing and honest. So I feel like people are just attracted to you for that because even though it sounds so obvious, like, yes, you should speak your mind. I feel like it's so hard sometimes, especially as women, sometimes to just say what you mean and mean what you say and done next. Yeah. I mean, I, that could be maybe why everybody wants to hang out with me. I don't know. <laughs> So did you really respond to a casting call for a Chicago designer and you were just like, F yeah, did that really happen? I said, F yes. And <laughs> um, the funny thing is, is that's still my production company today. So I've been with them for 11 years and wow. uh, it's been awesome because I think they appreciated that. It's like I put yes, I'm your girl. And um, this girl, Tiffany, called me back and came out to meet me and my team in Chicago. And that was it. So sometimes, and that's, it doesn't always work, but it's just like, again, get straight to the point. Like, I don't need to be typing up my resume and like, this is why you should meet me. And this is why I'm the best candidate. It's like, no, 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 get out here. I'm your girl and wait till you meet me or see my projects, you know, and meet my team. It's like, I just, I do better in person, I think. And now you're here. Yeah. And so you say design is in your blood, but did you ever think 
that you would be able to showcase your talents like on TV? Did you ever think you would be on TV? I never thought that I was going to be on TV, but I definitely switched my major for a minute in college to theater. (laughs) So so clearly I was trying to do something with that. Um, And then I immediately changed it back because I ended up getting the lead in a play. (laughs) I I don't even know, but it was called Puna the Dog. And I got the lead in it. And we were going to like the Edinburgh Film Festival. And I was kind of this outsider because I was majoring in, you know, interior architecture and minoring in psychology. And now all of a sudden I'm the lead in the play. And it was kind of a mean girls thing. Like they weren't very nice to me anyway. And did not end up going to Edinburgh. (laughs) But I never thought I'd be on TV. I always knew that I would be a designer. I always knew that. Uh, But I, I never knew where things were going to take me. And I think that's the beautiful thing about life. You just kind of have to go with the flow and you also have to just, you know, when something falls into your lap, like that email, you jump on it. You don't skip a beat. You just go. And that stepping stone has led me here today on this podcast with you and doing what I love every day and being able to do it in front of millions of people. Amazing. Um, So let's talk about your latest show, Rock the Block. I am very invested in the show right now. I feel like Mike and I are also competing. So I love it. It's so engaging and entertaining for us. So for those who haven't gotten to dive into the episodes yet, can you just give us a quick rundown? Rock the Block. This is Rock the Block 2. Um, and it is a competition show like no other. I have, I've, of course, I have done it before. <laughs> so I know what it's about. Um, but it is real. It is raw. It is emotional. It is taxing. It is physically and mentally and again, emotionally disturbing. (laughs) When I said last year that I would never do it again, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked at myself, especially after going back again and getting, just getting like that same raw, real, feeling and not being able to walk at the end. I mean, I I wasn't kidding when I said my feet hurt so bad that I couldn't walk. I couldn't even walk to my car. So last year was brutal. And this year, even more brutal. And I didn't think that that was possible. It's, you know, double trouble because now it's teams. So instead of just the four girls like last year, it's teams and they're they're power teams. I mean, I, I didn't realize how strong it was going to be until we actually all got in there. You of course have time to think about it because you know who you're competing against and that gets in your, your head and starts kind of messing with you. But I've never been on a competition show. So it's, it's not for me to say like, I know, you know, David and Tiffany were on design star. They can speak more to like, how does this compare to that for me? I can't even imagine there's another show out there like this. There's no survivor, right? I was just thinking, um, I've seen one survivor. Yeah. They don't get like craft service and like a trailer, you know, they, they get, you know, nothing. (laughs) What made you want to come back then? Do you think there were two things? Number one, who doesn't, you know, want to work and say, do you know, who says no to more, you know, making more money. And number two, they had told me that, that Mike Holmes would be my partner. And I said, if Mike says yes, then to be my partner, then I will do it. But if it's anybody else, 
I'm not in. I'm not in. Do you feel like as a veteran of the show, you have an edge or there's actually more pressure since you know what to expect? So I think that I think there's two things to say about that. I think that I've got an advantage because I know what not to do. And I know what I didn't do last year that I wish I would have done this year. And then also I'm, even though you're mentally prepared and you're physically prepared, like I worked out for hard for a while before going to the show, um, just to get myself physically like ready. And, um, I mean, it does sound like I was going to like American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. I was like trying to get in shape. And you can never prepare yourself for that. You cannot, you just can't. You can meditate all you want. You can run and work out all you want, but like nothing prepares you for it. So I think I had an advantage and a disadvantage. That's so true. So you teamed up. So the second time around, like you said, you teamed up with Mike Holmes, who's also known as Mr. Make It Right, was working with a teammate, especially Mike Holmes. Was that easier or harder, do you think? It was so much. It was easier. He is, you know, he and I met each other once uh, last year on Rock or two years ago on Rock the Block when he judged kitchens. And that was it. That was like the extent of the time that we spent together. So I'm now being partnered up with someone who I highly respect who I met for a, a very brief moment in time. But for me, I'm kind of snap judgment. Like when I meet somebody, I know immediately if I like them. This energy and this the their their vibe and the way they speak and, you know, all that stuff, I pick up on it. And so I knew I really liked Mike and I knew I really respect Mike for what he does and who he is. So it was great because it was it wasn't all on me. You know, he could take some of the stress. He could, when he saw me getting stressed, he could like go, you know what? I got you. I, I got you. Go take a breath. Go scream in the garage. Um, do whatever you need to do, but I got you. So it was a really nice balance and also to play off one another. In this last episode, my plan was to paint that brick in the kitchen. The whole design plan was done before, you know, kind of getting there and I wanted it white. I had all of the the color stories and it just felt right. And when Mike saw the brick, he's like, don't paint the brick, please. Like, I hate when people paint brick. And the more I looked at it, I was like, oh, the brick is, is perfect. Because I thought the brick wasn't going to be as great as it was. So it made it easier to paint it. But that kind of stuff, it's camaraderie and it's true teamwork. And uh, that was that was awesome. I loved every minute of it with Mike. Well, you guys were like a dream team. I know there's no I in team, but there there's an I in win. That's what my dad would always tell me. So when you found out who the other teams were going to be, did anyone in particular make you nervous? Nate and Jeremiah. So when I heard right. that, because little secrets and they may use this or not, but it wasn't going to be Nate and Jeremiah. It was another uh, duo. And so, and I'm an investigator. I knew everything. I knew everyone. They didn't know that it was that I knew. So I had Mika and Brian, who I know well, they called me and they go, we just got asked to do Rock the Block. Should we do it? And I'm the whole time I'm going, oh, they don't know. And I go, you should 100% do it. And then Tiffany called me and then Bromstead called me. All of them, none of them knew I was doing it. And so when I finally, they announced it, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I had to lie to you, but I knew all of them. 
And then I, I knew the people that were supposed to be doing it instead of um, Nate and Jeremiah. And then when they told me that they were not doing it and it was Nate and Jeremiah, I literally, I remember I got off the phone. I called my lead designer, Christy, and I go, holy I'm now I'm nervous. <laughs> Once you like, I remember I would race in high school and when they would replace a runner the last second, right before you start to make it a better runner. And you'd only see that right in the finish line. And like the nerves you'd get for the intimidation was like all of a sudden way more because they just switch runners. And it's just little, I was like you, I would investigate every opponent I was running against. I'm like, Oh, I know her times. I know her PR. I know her parents are happily married. Like on Facebook, it's all good. My favorite though is David. David Bromstead is one of my dearest friends and the whole show he would go, if Allison loses, she is the biggest, stupidest loser. <laughs> he would rip on me. I mean, they would, they all would just say things to me like, oh my God, what if you like come back and what if you don't win this? Like you're going right. to be, literally you'll be the biggest loser. And I just, I laugh. I think it's so funny because it's like, if you take this stuff too seriously, you're going to have a heart attack. You're going to have a heart attack. And, and trust me, I've had several minis, not actual heart attacks but like on this show I don't even you guys don't even get to see half the stuff that happens but um but no I that stuff doesn't bother me I'm super competitive Mike you know got a real taste of it and um but you'll you'll see I can't tell you I can't tell you a lot but no none of that stuff ever it doesn't upset me it's very funny it's very funny. I feel like that speaks to your confidence and anyone that can laugh at themselves, like secure in themselves. So I respect that and love that. So during the competition, um, you're not allowed to see the other team's spaces, but you hear all about them during judging. So did your curiosity ever get the best of you? And you kind of like took a little peek? Just like last year, I had zero desire. I just kept my eye on the prize. Like, you know, sometimes production's like, oh, you should go sneak over there and you should go like hide in a box. It's like, no, thanks. I'm fine right here working and getting my shit done because I'm going to win this. So let's come on, let's work. Yeah. But this year I could, you couldn't help it. I mean, Nate and Jeremiah were my neighbors. So right. when we would be in our driveway, I mean, your houses are so close together. And so I would constantly like go, oh man, they, I could see that they moved that window or you know, they took those out or why'd they do this? You know, so you, yeah, I mean, especially when I'm sitting there going, they're my competition, you know, and just like last year I said, Leanne Ford is my competition and she still was and is today because she's not only a dear friend, but what she does and how she designs, you know, she's an interior designer and so am I. The other girls are builders, developers. Um, so you have to look at who your competition is. And Nate and Jeremiah are interior designers. Um, Tiffany and, and David are beyond colorful, not only in the way that they approach design, but in the way that they live their lives and in the way that they bring in color and all of that. And that's just not my style. It's such a, a um, departure, I guess, from what I do. So that's that's how I look at competition is you size it up and you go, okay, who's most like me? Because I really like me and I like what I do. And, you know, and that's what you have to do. So I still say it. Even last year, Leanne Ford was my biggest competition. I don't care who won. 
Leanne was still my competition. And also I met Leanne. I think she's amazing and so talented. Um, so you said you're really competitive. Do you have any rituals you perform before you get ready to compete? Like, are you superstitious at all? Is there something that needs to happen, needs to not happen? No, I just go. Yeah, I don't have any routines or anything. I mean, um, no, because even like when we had to get ready and just go out there and find out who won, it's like you don't have time to prep. You just go. You just walk out and you're like, okay, let's hear it. Let's do this. Yeah. There's one routine I've heard that you love. And even through Zoom, the quality is like, but your skin is flawless. And it's just like glowing. What is your skincare routine? I'm just like looking at you and I'm just like, you just woke up, but you look amazing. I don't know. Thank you. So I'm obsessed with skincare. uh, And and it's like, if I showed you guys my bathroom, so I I designed it to where I have like this niche that's all marble and like glass shelves. So I put all my lotions and potions up there. But I remember I was, um, I just got my license and I drove my new car to Nordstrom and I went up to like the Chanel counter and I'm like, I'm going to take this eye cream. And the lady's like, oh, is that for your mom or your grandma? And I was like, no, it's for me. And she goes, well, you're far too young for it. And I'm like, I looked at her. I was like, well, you should have started earlier. (laughs) It's all about starting early and, and making sure that it's a priority. You know, I've got a couple of friends that don't still don't wash their faces at night. I'm like, what, what are you doing? We're grown ass women here. I just got on sunscreen. I'm like, I know everyone was, you've got to be doing sunscreen all the time. I would like only put it on if I was going outside or working out outside or something. Never like that's not my strong suit sunscreen. Like I'm real bad. I just, I, I, that's the one thing that I'm, I'm not smart about, but I also look at my family and I look at my parents. So I'm a hundred percent Greek. My mom just turned 69. We were in Miami a couple days ago and people are freaking out. They're like, how is she 69 years old? And it's like, she's really good with skincare too, but we're Greek. You know, we have this Mediterranean skin that thank, thank God for, but the upkeep is uh, is real. I mean, I had eye patches on before I even got on here. I do my roller, so I do like my own little micro needling. I would say mm-hmm. every day, if not every other day. That brings like the collagen up, right? It like yeah, because it like injures your skin, and then it like makes your skin like f- kind of fight back and like produce collagen. I mask. I mask at least four, four or five days a week. I love it. You should do some kind of HGTV skincare slash interior design combo. But we'll figure something out. Now with Discovery okay. Plus, you can do anything, I think. So, so back to the show for a minute. So the first episode of this season, you won the kitchen challenge again um, with your French countryside renovation, which was beautiful. The kitchens seem to be your sweet spot. Um, is this your favorite part of the home to design? Is there like something special about the kitchen? I mean, I would think that everybody would say that, you know, I would think that everybody says the kitchen is, um, their favorite to design because you just have so much freedom and the kitchen is, has evolved and will constantly evolve. You know, it's, it's less about, um, obviously it's always about form and function, but it's more about making the space really feel like a living space. So how can you make more of the cabinets feel like furniture? How can you make you know, the hood feel like an accessory. I mean, I'm looking at my kitchen right now and it's like, I'm just so in love with it. I just, 
I love the details and I love the hardware and I love, like, I can't stop admiring my kitchen because it's where I am all the time. It's where I do podcasts or I do zoom calls or this is where I design or I sit over in the little nook and this is, this is the hub of the home. And I don't know if I would say it's my sweet spot. I would say because I've done so many, I mean, I've, and this is not bragging. This is just factual. I did kitchen crashers for nine seasons. Well, that's 13 houses a season times nine. And, you know, I think after you get to that number, you become somewhat of an expert in that space. So, yeah, I mean, I would say that that gave me an advantage, but I would definitely not sit there and go, oh, you know, and last year they were like, oh, well, you should have won it. You know, you were the kitchen crasher. That would have been so embarrassing. I'm like, well, it's really embarrassing that you lost. (laughs) You know what I mean? Focus on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't worry about anybody. And so, it was, it, it, I was beyond shocked that I won the kitchen, beyond shocked that Mike and I brought, brought home the W it was, but it was awesome. It was, I wasn't shocked. Oh God. So I, I mean, I think I was, because of course I'm sitting there focusing on Nate and Jeremiah. And just to be clear, when we got to see everybody's houses at the end and I walked in to David and Tiffany's, I was blown away. So your home reveal on rock the block last year was so good, a classic, unforgettable. And we know hindsight is always twenty twenty. but looking back, would you change anything? I would have added a bathroom. That's it. If I, if I could do it all over again, I would have added a bathroom. And I, I know that had I done that, I, I would have brought home the win. I know it. That not only I, I should have enhanced and added I'm wondering how I would do if I was on a show like this. They should do one like where people have no experience and just see maybe it's like a hidden talent I have. Oh, God. Well, they have one show like that. It's called DIY Disasters. (laughs) That probably is a great name for it. That's how it would turn out. Um, How would you describe your design style? Um, You know, I think so. I've been doing this for a really long time and finally got recognized for it two years ago when, when, uh, Windy City Rehab came out, you know, I was like, finally, people are seeing me as, as what I am, which is a designer. And so it felt really good to, to, to get that recognition and to, to have people admire what I do. Um, I've never been the type of designer where it's like, you can flip through a magazine and be like, that's Alison Victoria. But I think now, I, I don't know if it's that I've gotten more confidence and, you know, more comfortable, in my design style, but I, I would say that if I had to just kind of say a couple words about it, it's it's truly just a mix of vintage and modern. I, I'm all about mixing old with new, so it feels like it's been there for hundreds of years. Because you know, growing up in Chicago, that's what it's about—the history and the architecture. And unfortunately, most of the homes that I buy have already been completely stripped of it there's nothing left. So it's like, how do I bring something back in that's from another home here in Chicago and has history and add to it and make a new story for this, this old piece. Right. I love that. In my other life as a professional designer, it would probably be vintage and modern too. It's fun. It's just fun to mix it. I could antique all day, every day and be the happiest person and like open a store. That's what, that's what my dream job is. Right. Right. So 
We're talking about Rock the Block. This is only one of your shows on HGTV. You work hard. Like you are on HGTV. You are known. So Windy City Rehab is set in your hometown of Chicago. Yep. Um, How does filming and renovating in Chicago make this show special to you besides that it's, you know, where you live, hometown? Well, I think, you know, it's, it's special to me because this is where I was born and raised, you know, and um, we grew up in the John Hancock, which is right downtown in the Gold Coast on the 45th floor. And my dad would take us driving all the time on Lakeshore Drive and through the Gold Coast and Old Town. And I always just loved the architecture. I remember looking out the window as a little girl going like, I want to live there one day, you know, whether it was a brownstone or a graystone or an Italianate style. And, and, you know, the, the history of this city is so beautiful. And, um, and I always have to take myself back to like that me as a little girl, why I love this city, because unfortunately the city can become noisy and, and, and not so enjoyable, um, to be in and to build in. So I have to constantly remind myself, like, this is your hometown. This is like, you know, this is the city that your dad loved and my dad just passed. So for me, it's even more important to make sure that I try to like continue to remind myself why I love Chicago. Um, But I think that's what makes this show also a success is because people are watching me do this in a big city. Um, There is no other show like that. So speaking of your childhood, I'm sorry for your loss, by the way. Thank you. You grew up, like you said, high rise, 40 something floor. Growing up in the big city, how did it shape you and like the things you had to experience and get used to? And do you think it shaped your personality and how you are now? I'm wondering how much of an impact city life has. I'm trying to think, you know, there's four of us, four, four kids. Um, we all were in this condo. It wasn't large for four kids. And so we ended up moving out of the city into, um, a city suburb called Lincolnwood. So we were still like 10 minutes from downtown. I don't know when you're that young, I just don't know what kind of influence it has. Like, I don't really, it's like, I remember it, but I, I remember other years much clearer. Maybe I need to go to therapy to figure that out. Don't we all? Maybe I'm blacking it out for a reason. I don't know. (laughs) Some hidden things there. This is a hard city to live in, guys. The weather is disgusting. The traffic is awful. The people are angry because of all those things. So you're like, the carjackings are out of control right now. I don't even want to get in my car. So I mean, like maybe, yeah, this city definitely shapes you. You know, it, it gives you an edge. It, it makes you harder. It makes you work harder. It makes you, my boyfriend has a t-shirt that says Chicago hustles harder. And it's like, I used to make fun of it. I'm like, that's dumb. And now I'm sitting there going, yeah, you got to have balls to live here and to build here. That is, wow. it's, it's no joke. <laughs> you're describing it i'm like man that sounds intense i'm in tampa i'm like <laughs> your neighbor waves at you hey what's up <laughs> no traffic man yeah when people say oh the midwest everyone's so sweet there it's like guys they're not talking about the city of chicago <laughs> okay <laughs> they're not not in the city maybe the burbs or you know maybe indiana but you're in the city people so 
I saw you throw a ball at the Cubs game a while back and you killed, you absolutely killed Take Me Out to the Ball game at Wrigley Field. This is a dream for me. So I'm really just curious, what was that like? First of all, that will go down as the one of the best days of my life. Okay. Growing up, going to the Cubs games, watching so many amazing people sing that song, the history of it, Harry Carey, you know, yeah. and, and then preparing for it. That was like, that was my thing. Like I threw my arm out. I practiced daily, whether it was, you know, at the park by our house in, in the alley, um, wherever. I mean, I was always throwing the ball and practicing and trying to figure it out, but practice makes perfect. And I nailed it. I loved it. I had so much fun with it and it will be, it's just going to go down as one of the greatest days of my life. You looked confident. You're like the perfect example of living out your passion and doing what you love. And you can just tell even how you're talking. I feel like I have to let you get back to work because it's what you love. So before you go, it's time for, we do this with every guest. We do a round of defend the trend. So I'm going to give you a design trend and you give us your thoughts and feedback. Okay, Allison, as a two-time winner of the Rock the Block Kitchen Challenge and host of Kitchen Crashers, you've seen your fair share of kitchen designs. So the trend this week is open shelving in the kitchen. Should this design trend stay or are some things best left unseen? This should stay. Always have open shelving, even if it's just a couple to display your treasures and your go-to stuff, spices, mugs, whatever it is. But open shelving is a must. I knew you were going to say that because I feel like I know your design style. I'm like, she's obviously going to say yes, open shelving. Yes, yes. Um, so, Allison, thank you so much for joining us today. Before we let you go, can you tell us where we can watch Rock the Block and Windy City Rehab and where to find you on social media? So Rock the Block is Monday nights, 9, 8 central on HGTV. We've got five more weeks of it. Uh, Windy City Rehab is currently in production for season three. We've got nine more episodes coming very late at the end of this year, if not early next year, but soon. I mean, this stuff it goes by fast. Um, Flipping Across America, I think is still airing. So you can catch all of those shows, Rock the Block, One and Two, uh, Windy City Rehab, Tiebreaker, Flipping Across America, Kitchen Crashers, all of them you can stream on Discovery Plus. And then you can find me on Instagram. It's uh, the Allison Victoria. And then Facebook is Allison Victoria. And Twitter is Allison Victoria 3 because one and two were taken. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much. I loved meeting you. You're even better. Well, in person, you're even better in Zoom. Thank so, you. Thanks. thanks for having me. I love open shelves in the kitchen. It feels so airy and you can see all the knickknacks, but Mike thinks it looks cluttered. So I see that to an extent. Yes. And like Mike's protein powder and a thousand shaker cups that smell disgusting because they don't get cleaned and they get left in the car. So Mike just wants to throw it in a cabinet and shut the door. And I am all for that. Just quick. Forget it. Doesn't no one has to see it. But you know what we can't forget about you guys? HGTV to the rescue. We just cannot. 
forget about HGTV to the rescue. Friends, it's time for one of our favorite segments. It's HGTV to the rescue, baby. What are we going to rescue with Ty today? Yay, yay. Yay, yay. <laughs> so today we have Ty Pennington from the HGTV show Tiebreaker to answer a listener's question. So Kelly asks, I always hear realtors that say a home needs to feel completely neutral so that potential buyers can see themselves living there. The last house I sold, our realtor had us paint all the walls beige. What is your take? To beige or not to beige? P.S. I hate beige. <laughs> as you guys, as you guys have a beige wall behind you, you're like, what should we do? Um, this is a this is a real situation that people deal with a lot of the time. And it is kind of unfortunate that people have to like paint houses beige and these super neutral colors just to sell them. The the unfortunate part is, yes, it does seem to work, but I'm sort of a believer in this. Not every room has to have all four walls that are either off-white or beige. I personally think that if you go with one shade of like, it's, it could be just a hint of a blue gray. It could be a hint of, of sort of a warm yellow. It could be a hint of a mint green. And what I'm saying is, is just do in, in a room that's got four walls, maybe you just do one wall that's got that sort of just a hint of, of light mint green. You can do color, but do it so minimal that it's really like faded back. And if the clients don't like it and be like, you know what? I'd rather if the house was just white on them, they're like, oh, that's easy. That's $25 for a gallon of paint to paint over that. But I think personally that a little bit of like, wow, that's really cool that someone painted this, that color, the green masters with the blue in the other room. So like, I personally think paint it a little bit how you would do it if you were going to move in, because I've done this a bunch in the, in the places I've renovated. And it's always the rooms that I designed for the way I would live in it that sell the place. They're like, oh my God, I love this tongue and groove that's run vertically. Like, this is so cool. I want it. I want this. And it's because you did something just like you would do if it was on a project that you were going to live in or for somebody else. Give that a little bit of love. If they, if it doesn't sell in the first month, paint it beige. Wow, that was great. Yes. I am it. it was such a good interview. It's a Ty absolutely roasted our beige walls. I mean, he called us out right away. That was our um, first impression. I thought I was going to nail it, but my walls didn't pull through for me. We need to get him back on after we've painted this room or done like this crazy mural because he was all about the color and that emotion and the art with that. So anyway, Allison Victoria... How great was she? I was obsessed before I met her. I was obsessed after I met her. If you want more of her, check out Rock the Block, new episodes every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, and they're streaming on Discovery Plus. And a huge shout out to our friend and Rock the Block host, 
Ty Pennington for answering today's HGTV to the Rescue question. And don't forget to catch him on his show, Tiebreaker, streaming on Discovery+. Plus. Our friend Allison Victoria even teams up with Ty on episode four. And if you want to ask HGTV stars your own question, you can hit us up on the HGTV Instagram account. So cool. We can connect and just look for our post on Thursdays. And as usual, if you like what you're listening to, please head over to Apple Podcasts to rate and review HGTV Obsessed. I have personally read every single review. You guys are very nice. I'm surprised. Usually there's like one troll that finds his way somehow, but he didn't. He didn't find his way this time. I was, I was so surprised. I loved it. So don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and head over to hgtv.com slash podcast for the show notes on today's episode. Lastly, if you want even more of us, follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at Kat Stickler, and we will see you next Thursday. Bye, guys. Bye.